0: This is the Hollywood Raw podcast hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. I am joined not by Adam Glenn today. Adam is uh, out in Arizona. He's covering all the Super Bowl parties, everything that's happening out there. This is probably one of the best times of year for him because he just he's blanketing all of the parties and everyone is kind of in one spot at one time. So I got Ryan Bailey, who you guys have been asking for numerous times to come on. Uh, He's got an amazing podcast. It's called So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Hello, buddy. Thanks for joining me
1: let's get raw let's get hollywood raw let's do that and by, and so i can't believe he's out hanging out with, with rihanna and you have to h- hang out with Raya, ryan ryan i mean that's just I not know. it's not fair in any sort of way
0: i'm not saying i got the short end of the stick but i got the short end i'm of the saying stick.
1: it i'm telling you you got the short end of this you don't have to say it yeah
0: <laughs> well uh, anyway we're gonna make the best of it that's all i'm gonna say he's gonna wish he was here with us and not Rihanna. <laughs> Uh, but before we jump into that, I want to read a couple of reviews from you guys, as we always do, as a little thank you for leaving them. This one um, this one comes from, let's see, Jen from Missouri, she said, one of my favorites, um, my weekly favorites, five stars, and I look forward to the Raw Rundown every Friday, a reliable and fun podcast to content- depend on for giving me all the good info. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate you taking the time to write that. And then this one comes from... Let's say, Mermaid in a Lake. Five stars, delicious, such a fun, lighthearted podcast. Love hearing all the scoop about uh, what my life would have been like if I had been switched up earth with some movie star. Keep up the great entertaining work you guys do. Well, great, great reviews. Thank you. You know that those mean the world to us, so I really do appreciate it. Um, All right, let's jump in. Ryan, you want to? We're gonna go t- from ten to one. So I'm gonna have you yeah. keep us in order, if you don't mind, because that's normally what Adam yeah, yeah. does. So let's do uh, it. Let's do I'm it. The order keeper. number, order keeper. What number are we at then? <laughs> we are at number ten. Yes, there we go. You're just you're just crushing your job today. I love this, buddy. <laughs> Watch out, Adam. <laughs> All right, number ten, Pamela Anderson. Uh, I guess she's been texting tommy lee saying that uh he is her real true love and uh, someone got their hands on this text which i find very strange that private texts between pamela anderson and tommy lee have made it onto the internet it seems like there might be an inside job here uh but she's basically saying to Rex's husband you're my one true love um it's also been noted that he is not responding to said texts um (laughs) and that She blames the paparazzi for tearing them apart all those years later and that she's been apparently texting him uh, for quite some time, even before, um, you know, her documentary came out. Uh, But keep in mind Tommy is married to Brittany Furlan and uh, that is his current wife and probably someone who is not exactly loving these texts coming through. Uh, But Ryan, I kind of feel like, does it seem like this is maybe the new wife exposing all of this to the That's public. That's what I said. This has Brittany Furlon
1: written all over it. In fact, like, you know, we had the... TikTok that she uh, did and then deleted last week, where she said, "Oh, you know, Pam Anderson finding out if I die, you know, that I that I died." And she did this kind of funny face that got deleted, but enough people had that already. Yeah, I mean this, but also I come from a housewives reality show background. I do not believe any text messages anymore. <laughs> I think those can be like, listen, everything can be manipulated. So I find it, but I do think if this is real, this has Brittany Furlon written all over it. But how insane is it that this is exactly? the kind of behavior that they, that Pamela talking about our documentary about this sex tape getting stolen in the first place. We're right back in that thing of people leaking things of people taking mm-hmm. things from their relationship. So it's another example that we still have learned nothing from any sort of behavior with pop culture at all. And we're doing this all over again, but it's not a sex tape. It's text messages.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And i The reason I also am pointing to Brittany is because this is an exclusive story on TMZ and it seems like it's all very much geared towards um, towards their perspective. Like it's like, oh, yeah, people close to Tommy, people close to Tommy, people close to Brittany. And then like inserting the stuff like Tommy hasn't responded who else would say that other than his current wife? <laughs> hey, and Tommy's going around going, who could this be? Like, you know,
1: Tommy probably <laughs> doesn't like, is it a how? You know, like, t- Tommy, Brittany's like, no, it's not me. He's like, okay, babe, I believe you. I mean, but at a certain point, and by the way, isn't it great yesterday, Tommy, like all this stuff is get re- gets revealed, and Tommy reveals another uh, D-pick yesterday. Like, he's like, this yeah. is my response. And uh, <laughs> classic Tommy Lee. But I mean, this is so funny, and the exclusive on TMZ is such a great point of like, Like, yeah, you always have to look who the story is benefiting, and the
0: story benefits Brittany here. A 100%. Over and over and over again. And I also think when they're saying he hasn't responded, they have children together, so you're telling me that there at no point was a response about anything? Like, it just screams to me she's trying to put this out there to make Pam look bad, which I'm not saying Pam looks good by texting a married man, but, you know, from her side, I think... A lot of people are saying she was trying to clear the air and apologize for everything that went down in the past. Maybe she's not doing it in the right way, um, but this story... What is the right way, though? I mean, mean, both of these ladies are between a rock and a
1: hard place, I feel, because I understand coming from Britney's perspective of... You know, she hasn't had to deal with the insanity of somebody saying that this person is the love of their life still. Mm -hmm. Um, That, of course, is going to hurt you. But if she had just waited, like a lot of these people, if they just wait, everything kind of, you know, like the next thing will come around two weeks from now that will a new Netflix documentary will be screaming about. She just didn't want to wait. And so this stuff is actually causing more More stir that even in our Mm -hmm. normal lives, when we start like putting a spotlight on things, it usually exacerbates it and makes it worse. I feel like this is just making the situation worse and potentially not in Britney's favor, even though this story is in Britney's
0: favor. Yeah, because now the world knows that uh, Pam is still madly in love with Tommy Lee. And that's what people and are People root love for, a love story. And a couple People comeback. love the love story. Uh, so, anyway, we'll see how that unfolds. But uh, putting a spotlight on, I think, definitely has made that one even crazier today. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Oh, yeah. Number nine. Number nine. See, we're getting into this. It's all good. We're gonna we're gonna start making this super smooth. All right. Number nine. Post Malone sparking a lot of concern over his well-being. Uh, there was some footage from an Australian tour that showed him kind of like twitching and fidgeting on stage. There's been a lot of talk about how he's lost a lot of weight recently, and so fans have been going on to social media, just going, "What's happening? I hope he hasn't fallen off the wagon. I hope that he's not doing drugs again." Like. What is the deal? And then there's a lot of people fighting back saying, no, 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 this is Post Malone. This is how, if you've never seen him in concert, this is how he performs the song. So like, don't make this something when it's not. I personally have never seen him in concert, like uh, up close and personal. I don't know. I can say that the footage was definitely a little bizarre, but that being said, I am I like his music. I like who he is. I, I love his persona in the public. I don't know if I can say whether or not he normally does this. Do you have any insight he into does.
1: that? He does. I've seen. I've, I saw him at Coachella, and I've seen. This is how he. I mean, this is how he performs. The weight loss is alarming. I've been calling him Ozempic Malone lately mm-hmm. uh, because I'm like, did did Post Malone go on Ozempic? Is he on a semi-glutide? Is that what's causing the weight loss? <laughs> um, you know, it's like, this is. So I mean, it's alarming, but his performance is pretty much the same. The guy is a interesting performer. Um, and that, I think the weight loss is the thing that kind of keys people into is something wrong because it's an extreme weight loss, it seems, but also falling off the wagon is that he was on Stern a little bit ago and he was saying like, yeah, I do still drink, you know, like it's, uh, so I, you know, maybe the harder, uh, substance is, uh, they're referring to, but yeah, I mean, this just, to me, I, <laughs> that's how sad I, to me. I was like, damn, I wish I had post Malone's body. I never thought I would say that. I was like, <laughs> wow,
0: he looks, he looks really good. <laughs> So there was some people, uh, I guess they had told TMZ, some sources had told TMZ that he had gained weight for a movie role and then since has like tried to work it off with a a, a super strict diet. Listen, I I don't know if that's the case, uh, but that is kind of one other point that people are pointing out is that maybe it's a weight loss, not necessarily a bad thing, but an actively trying to lose weight. Post Malone is going to be like a Robert De Niro. He's like,
1: he's he's, he's Tom Hanks in Castaway all of a sudden. That's amazing.
0: He he, he is uh, Christian Bale and the Machinist soon. <laughs> the Machinist
1: too. This time it's personal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's go on uh, to the next story. Eight, Britney Spears. All right. Number eight, Britney Spears. Uh, apparently friends and family had planned an intervention for her, afraid that she is going to die. And uh, listen, I'm as sad as the story is, I'm not surprised by it with all the craziness that has been going on over the last years, uh, or I guess more since her conservatorship ended. She's had uh, like these bizarre episodes where people see her in public kind of acting weird. I follow her obviously on Instagram, which is the weirdest probably person to follow on Instagram because it's always erratic and all over the place. So I'm not... I'm not surprised by this, but it sounds like um, her family had kind of got together, including Sam, her husband, her manager, an interventionist, some doctors, and they were gonna try to convince her to get help. Uh, Keep in mind, Jamie Spears and Lynn Spears and the two sons were not involved in this intervention, or that would really go south, Uh, but they, I guess she got wind about this intervention and ended up it somehow crumbled apart, but that she is apparently willing to see a doctor.
1: Well, I mean, li- listen, I mean, it could, I mean, it's a frustrating story because, of course, we all see that there's obviously mental issues. And I don't I mean, I think even Britney at this point would admit that everything isn't going swimmingly, but also look at her past. Of course, that's going to eventually get you to someplace like this. I think the issue I mean, the, my first thing reading the story was like, wow, what a way to find out that you had a failed intervention. Like <laughs> it, we know also. We know that Britney Spears does not like being talked about. It, like I mean, she actively works against it. So this thing to me is like poking a bear where it's like, okay, now I can already see the Britney Spears Instagram post later on today or tomorrow mm-hmm. about this story. And it's going to be this long way. Win- and, and by the way, I the, the Instagram is weird, but it's like, man, I follow a lot of people and a lot of just normal people like myself. And we're weird too. Like that's part of being free is being able to be as weird as you want on Instagram. It's just that Britney Spears is Britney Spears. But I think once again, it's like we're, we're the fact that this leaked out to me is the, the disappointing fact. I mean, I, I know that she needs help. I I mean, but also that mm-hmm. lawyer, uh, Matthew Rosengard assured us that she had the right people around us. So, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that she doesn't seem to be like being talked about or theorized about, but that's all we still kind of do because there is so much mystery wrapped up in this.
0: A hundred percent. And the the fact that they had like rented a mansion, allegedly, to basically have her live in for like a month or two to get healthy. I'm thinking that is the last thing that she's going to want to do. Be locked inside a house once again without having the control that she's going to rebel against that. But on the other side, I'm like, if she is not doing well, how do you get someone to get help if they're not doing well and they don't want? yeah, help? I
1: mean. I don't know. Listen, I I was – I mean, I hate to say a huge fan because that's so weird on the show, but I used to watch Intervention all the time, if you remember Mm -hmm. that show. And it was always that kind of wild thing of how you get them there, how you – and it was this just intense hour of television that was gripping, and you kind of watched it as entertainment, not realizing, oh, man, these are like real-life people. And it's the same way here is that, like, I don't don't know how you begin to tackle a problem like Britney, and I don't know if we – I mean, it's obviously not our problem and us inserting ourselves or even these leaks. I feel like that's the opposite of anything involving an intervention needs, any kind of leak at all. You know, the people that actually care about you will keep these things private for the benefit of the person, I believe.
0: I feel like that is a very good point. Very good point. Like that, it it shouldn't have even been out there letting the world know that. Her family, yeah, is because it just adds more again. fuel to us. I, I mean,
1: I can already see the TikTok videos. I can already see Perez Hilton. I can already see. I can already see all of these people then doing what they do, do you know, and doing what we do. You know, I talk about Britney mm-hmm. all the time. I just think it's like, yeah, like we all see that there's issues. I mean, I can't, but also I can't imagine coming off the decade that she has and not having issues. I just don't know how mentally. I would, or anyone would survive a lot of this stuff happening. And like, listen, most people do have some form of mental uh, disorder or illness and we have the benefit of kind of facing that in private. uh, And she doesn't. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Enough, Brittany. Let's move on.
1: (laughs) Seven with the Grammys.
0: Seven with the Grammys. Well, uh, the Grammys were this past weekend, obviously uh, the biggest night in music. I'm gonna to be totally honest, Ryan. I forgot the Grammys were on. Why? Wow, how far I, the
1: Grammys have fallen? You forgot the. You didn't even look at Twitter at one
0: point and said the uh, Grammys were on. You know what it was? We had friends over, and I was outside like playing baseball with the boys. <laughs> oh, and you and these friends? Oh, look,
1: I'm. I have friends. Wow, jeez. <laughs>
0: And next thing you know, it was like I was getting into bed and like looking at my my feet. I'm like, holy crap! How did I forget that the Grammys were tonight? Like, it's the one show that I truly enjoy watching because it's fun to watch all the the different performers and musical acts and all this stuff. And so, like, I really always get into the Grammys. And so, my experience of the Grammys this year has all been through clips from the Grammys. I did not watch the full show. So, if you have anything that maybe I watched you the love, full show, you, I.
1: I watched it. I mean, listen, I don't have friends and I don't have a life. I don't play baseball with the boys or, or even move my limbs anymore, but I watched it live. And, I mean, I would have preferred to have forgotten the Grammys were on. I mean, it's just such a cluster. It's like a three and a half hour ceremony and these little moments. I mean, you you have these moments that are like memeable, like the Ben Affleck, you know, pouting in the, you know, just with a scowl on his face, which was hysterical in so many ways. They kept cutting to Ben just being miserable or what looked like miserable. You had the Harry Styles uh, having the upset win at the end. Also, the Harry Styles performance at the beginning of As It Was, was really um, like crazy because I had seen Harry Styles perform live before and it just seemed I was like wow he's really not feeling it it just seemed really subdued and messy and then we found out a couple days later from the dancers that the the stage which spun like a record went it was supposed to go counterclockwise and they had rehearsed it that way for 10 days and the person in charge of the uh the the record spin thing went clockwise instead of counterclockwise and it screwed up the whole routine which makes so much more sense and it actually makes me admire Harry a little bit more cuz I mean, the fact that he didn't just break down crying and pull an Ashley Simpson SNL and just run (laughs) off the stage. Is just incredible. But like, listen, Beyonce got, you know, Beyonce got one. You know, she is the most decorated Grammy artist in history now, I believe. But she didn't Mm -hmm. uh, take away the top prize, which went to Harry Styles. But it was great to see Lizzo part, you know, having fun with Adele. You got the Taylor Swift standing up for everybody. Uh, The tribute to hip hop, 50 years of hip hop with Questlove was amazing. I wish they'd done more like that. I think, celebrating music as a whole and going back to the history and showing just how powerful music is. But a lot of things, you know, you have the Sam Smith, Kim Petras. I mean, people are up in arms with the satanic imagery. and But I'm like, dude, if you follow pop music, that's what, like... I've had satanic panic now for like 30 years. Like I've, I like listen. This is just we do this every decade. I don't believe Sam Smith and Kim Petras are devil worshippers. They're pop <laughs> artists that want you to talk about them. That's what Eggs. it is. And the fact and that
0: we—that's that we, the thing people forget that this is for publicity. It's so that you yes. will talk about them.
1: That's, I mean, you know this. I mean, like the the fact that it's like there's patterns in pop culture. You have to like see the Da Vinci code or like the matrix of like, this is exactly the moment they want to create. But the funny thing is, like, that's what so makes me sad of like, guys, you don't need to worry about this. Like, it's okay. Sam Smith isn't coming to eat your children. What you should worry about (laughs) is global warming. Like what you should worry, like these are actual things that will demolish your children eventually. I don't know that. But all in all, like it had moments. But the fact that you have to sit there for three and a half hours for moments here and there is still
0: frustrating. And I don't think award shows have fully recovered yet from the pandemic. 100 percent now for sure for sure and i want to get into we're going to make it our number six just because it is grammy <laughs> oh. related but we need to talk about madonna and her look oh, man and how her look single-handedly like destroyed twitter and i don't know i mean people just went after her for this transition that her faces had and in my mind i'm thinking where's everyone been she has been morphing I, for quite some time I, I and so hate. why is it that the, the Grammys suddenly everyone needed to talk about her face
1: it made me feel so up on pop culture. Cause I was like, I've been I, this conversation. I feel like I've been having for two years now, like, and especially this past year. So everybody all of a sudden wakes up to Madonna had uh, some filler and a cheek thing. And all of, I, I, to me, I was like, this is old news, but the fact that we're mm-hmm. re litigating this in, in pop culture circles is it's like, guys, she's not going to stop. Like, I mean, just leave it alone. Like there's not, you're not going to shame her into getting her filler dissolved. You're not going to, you know, she released that thing afterwards on her Instagram this week about saying, you know, once again, I'm dealing with like ageism and all of this stuff. And the reality is, like, a little bit, yeah, but you also did a lot of extreme things to your face, so of course, people are going to say something. So it's a really interesting conversation. But I still don't think Madonna will ever understand it. And I, I'm truly wondering how much she does think she's fighting
0: for women of all
1: ages. If that, you know, no, like, I'm like, I, wondering I think- if she really believes this.
0: I think Madonna loves press. I think she is the ultimate queen of press and pushing buttons and getting people to talk about her. She's been doing it for 50 years. She's not stopping now. And when I look at her, yes, her face looks different. What I think really puts this look over the top is the blonde eyebrows. The second you bleach out your eyebrows, it completely morphs the look of your face. And so people, they, the perception of your face is very different from if she would have just had dark eyebrows, no one would be talking as much as they are. They'd be like, oh yeah, she's had some work done, but not as much as they are. And I think she does it on purpose. You see her on her TikTok, she, she, the way she looks into the camera and poses, like she does these things because it works to get people talking in the comments. She gets yes. interaction, she gets engagement, and it works for her.
1: Well, the thing is, people also just talking about pop culture and looking at the patterns, You know, Madonna has done this her entire career. Madonna has done just this. It's just not with her face. But Madonna has changed up her looks. Madonna has gone after religion. Madonna has gone after sexuality. This is Madonna's playbook. Now, I don't think she planned to mess up her face quite extremely. But I think this is part of the Madonna playbook. And she has a tour to sell. Like, she's doing the 40 Years of Madonna tour that's... uh, I don't know. if I don't think it's gone on sale yet. But if I don't know. Anyways... To me, this is par for course for Madonna. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't change. It's just that we're more uncomfortable with it because we're uncomfortable with watching celebrity women get older, and it does make us yep. very uncomfortable. Uh, but also the eyebrow, Dax, you're totally right. On my show, I have such, I have a thing. I have a, I've taken a real stand against bleaching or shaving your eyebrows. Amelia Bedelia, Lisa Rinna's daughter did it, and yeah. uh, um, uh, who's the other one? Oh, uh, Kanye's Julia, Julia Fox, Julie Fox, Julia okay. Fox, yeah. Really What's your stance
0: me. on bleaching buttholes?
1: Uh, that I'm actually really in support of. I really come out in support of the bleaching. That actually, is, it's a it's good. It's a good cause. I think if everybody can just do it, well, I think you're going to see a difference. Uh. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, she did She did put out a statement. She said, you know, the world is threatened by my power and by my stamina, my intelligence, and my will to survive. But they will never break me, and this is all just a test. So it's, it's really Madonna being Madonna. I love it. It'll, it's all, all a right. te- I like when Bob We're culture gets mo- that
1: serious. It's all a test. It's a test. It's all a test. It's like Lord of the Rings. No, Madonna.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, moving on. What number are we at, buddy? Five. We're Number Bill five. Gates. All right. Bill Gates, uh, obviously everyone knows him as the Microsoft co-founder, is now dating Paula Hurd. Paula Hurd was uh, married to Mark Hurd, the CEO of Oracle, um, and the one-time boss of Hewlett-Packard, who died back in 2019. And for a while, you know... Um, Bill and Paula were kind of seen out and about, but no one really knew, hey, are they together or not? Um, There was just kind of rumors floating around. Well, they were sitting, I I want to say it was like front row at the Australian Open, and and everyone started talking. Well, it looks like they are in fact in a relationship. Um, They've got a couple, uh, they don't have kids together, but each one of them has kids um, and they're kind of making this joined family. And listen, I'm happy for him. At the end of the day, um, I like when people are happy. And you know, he went through a very, very high profile divorce. She lost her husband. And so you know, if this this is a relationship that works for them, this is awesome. And I think it's got to be really hard for him to go out and Date being one of the richest men in the world. Um, and, and you're like, who do you find that you know isn't there for the money? You know what I'm saying? And this would yeah. be someone who is not in it for the money.
1: Yeah. You're not going to see Bill Gates pop up on Raya or like Hinge or something like that. That's impossible. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Bill Gates is kind of like the tech version of Drake though, because he does, when he does date, it's always been kind of higher profile women, like not women that, um, you know, you're not she's he's not going for the OnlyFans type girls. He's going for like really women with careers and families already. Oh, but Ryan,
0: and, Ryan, how good would it be if he started walking around with an OnlyFans model?
1: Oh, I mean I would be living for that. I mean, I would think that would be incredible. <laughs> and then you would have to do an interview with Anderson Cooper, like sticking up for her of like, Tabitha, Ta- you guys don't know. Tabitha is amazing. We have some of the best conversations about the world, about vaccines. We love it. You know, like I would love to see Bill Gates standing up for an OnlyFans model.
0: Oh, God, that would be so crazy. I mean, I it's not completely out of out of the question, but I would enjoy that. Just the press around it uh, enough. But anyway, this woman, she, you know, she's. Um, I, I feel like a very good match for him. Um, so I'm excited to see if if this stays or goes. And I know that he is still really close to his ex wife. Um, they they they're committed to working the Gates Foundation together and have been doing it ever since. They work really well together. They always compliment how well uh, of a work productive working relationship that they have had together after the divorce. Um, so I feel like he kind of maintains a pretty healthy life.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be a lot worse for a billionaire. I mean, he could be just whiling out, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, the tough life of billionaires. All <laughs> yeah, right. I'm
1: a, thousand, I'm a thousandaire. It's not as tough for me.
0: <laughs> All right. What do we got next?
1: Number four. Now, this is weird because it goes back to the Britney Spears intervention story. So I don't know if we want to re-examine the intervention story, but it's I have number four being the Britney Spears story again.
0: Oh, I must have made it's, a, uh, an it's error when I six. sent it to you. It's
1: page six, not... Well, actually, sorry, this is the landing page... The main article is Britney Spears, but it has a bunch of different uh, stories underneath
0: it. So I sent you the wrong link, so that is my bad. But the story is actually that Rihanna is teasing the most impossible Super Bowl halftime show performance. So she did this whole conference in Arizona to promote the upcoming um, Super Bowl for 2023, um, where she's obviously the headlining uh, act during the halftime show. She's like, Look, I've been working on this for a while, and every day it just gets closer and closer to the final product. She says it's a lot of preparation. She said there's like three to four hundred people breaking the stage down and building it back up and yeah. getting it in and out in eight minutes. And it's incredible and it's almost impossible. And she says she feels like, you know, she was looking back on saying yes to doing the halftime show because I have been saying this, f- dude, forever. I have been saying Rihanna would be the best performer for halftime. And I, I feel like I've been screaming at the top of the hills for many, many, probably 10 or so years. Finally, this day is happening this Sunday. So I'm super soaked. Uh, but she said, you know, if she said when she first got the call, cause she had declined it last year or maybe two years ago, uh, she was like, sure. I, she's three months postpartum. Uh, she was like, I should really be making major decisions like this right now. Like, why would I regret this? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that moment. Uh, so I, I, I'm stoked. I, I love her. I love her performances. We have not seen her perform in a very long time. Uh, she said the hardest part though was narrowing down the set list because the woman yeah, has she the said most incredible. Thirty
1: nine times. She changed the set list so far thirty nine times. She said at the press conference today, and I'm like, whoa! I mean, like that's wild. And for such a production this big, you gotta nail down that set list, and to change it thirty nine mm-hmm. times. I mean, what do they have? Like she has
0: like fifteen minutes or something. It's something really. I think it's even how less do you jam? Than that. It's like, it's like twelve or thirteen. Like it's really small to jam all your biggest hits in a small amount of time like that. I mean, every artist comes up with the same thing, you know, Beyonce had to deal with it and everyone has to deal with it. Um, but she's got an incredible catalog. And then to have, the pressure of that being the first
1: time you've performed in so many years, I mean, people are just really waiting for this, but Rihanna just makes everything seem cool. Like, she just makes everything yeah. like, she just doesn't even seem like it's a thing. She's like, yeah, this will be great, you know, like, I'm really excited to get back out. I mean, at the end of the day, she's a billionaire as well. It doesn't matter. She's not rushing new music, but I do hear that this is kind of the commercial for what she's going to announce is like a residency tour going from, like, major hubs, so supposedly the, the she's going to announce a tour right after this
0: sign me up i love her uh but i, I am curious if she'll do the new song from the black panther movie because that that isn't like a super bowl performance but it's such a good song and it's super timely so maybe she starts it off like that because that beginning note is really yeah. good uh and like you know it gives you the feels so maybe she starts with that i don't know i'm just well, excited is that, am
1: i wrong is that is that song nominated for an oscar this year Yes. uh, Okay. Because I'm thinking maybe she saves that for the Oscar and, uh, you know, save that for the Oscar performance. I don't know. But it'll be Mm. interesting. It is one of the newer things, but I don't know if she's going to go really hype uh for that th- those 12 minutes or actually have moments of like slowness or like building to a crescendo but it, i mean it's really nice of rihanna to let the uh football game happen at her concert i think that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I i want her to play uh work i want her to play disturbia wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, what's the calvin harris song that one's so good oh, oh they uh, all right um and do you
1: think she'll you know have any special you know. guests? We have not had any leaks for special guests yet. I mean, I'm That's trying to true. think even like, I mean, even Beyonce had, I believe, a special guest. So I'm curious if there'll be anybody had- that comes out. Will we get an Eminem? Will we get a Drake? I doubt we will oh, get a Drake. Her. Uh, you know what, but she has she's got a lot of duets. She-
0: she's got two songs with and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Eminem come out. That would be a good one because they've got some great songs together. Um yeah, you're right. We haven't heard any leaks. She's got a solid camp in there.
1: Yeah, Britney Spears, get Rihanna's people to be around you. That's who you need.
0: <laughs> get Get Beyonce's, because nothing comes out of that camp. All right, what do <laughs> we got next? We got, uh, what number are we on? We got, uh, I think it's four, or uh, four of the Prince Harry. Prince Harry, yes. Oh, I have oh it. sorry, this is three. Wait. I'm
1: sorry, this yes. is three. This right. is
0: three. Sorry, Adam. Three. God, uh, Ryan, you had one job, bro. I blew. Do yeah, the numbers. Adam's out gallivanting <laughs> with Rihanna, and
1: I'm screwing <laughs> up the numbers. <laughs>
0: Uh, So it turns out Prince Harry was actually super close to hosting Saturday Night Live, and then it got canceled at the last minute. So this story comes out saying that uh, SNL had been courting Prince Harry for quite some time. Um, Page Six found out about this, um, and he was supposed to host it back in 2022. And then right in the 11th hour, everything got stalled out. Uh, He was super serious about doing it, really excited, would be great promo for the book. And then something just happened. They didn't really say what was the catalyst for it going south, but that there is still talk about him doing it. I guess, you know, he had done a bunch of big interviews at that time, the 60-minute interview with Anderson Cooper, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. All those interviews were very serious because the topic about his book was a bit more serious. And so... Um, maybe it was just bad timing. I think doing Saturday Night Live would be fantastic for his his image because right now, I personally still love Megan and Harry. There's. of the world that are really upset with him. Trust me, I just spoke on a British show and they ripped me apart because I supported them. Um, But but I would say this would be a good way to rehab some of his image and get people to like him um, because this is what Alec Baldwin did every time he got in trouble. Go on starting Live, make people laugh, make people excited, and suddenly you turn the narrative on your career.
1: I just think there, uh, I agree. Uh, there's just so much, been so much intense focus on Harry and Meghan and you had the one-two punch of the Netflix series into the book. And I even felt there needed to be some space between those and there wasn't. So I feel mm-hmm. like there's an exhaustion level with them, even for the people that support them. I am one of those people that support them, but even I am like exhausted hearing the talking points of the book and things like that. So yeah, it would flip the narrative. I also think you're bumping up against the King's coronation and uh, that is going to be a factor because we're still in, is Harry going to get invited or not? Now I feel like it's almost a three strikes thing. Like, If he goes on SNL, makes fun of his brother's hairline again and makes fun of his dad, possibly, you know, with his mom. I mean, those things are going to be another gut punch. Uh, And I'm not saying he's wrong in any of the things that he's saying. But if you're you know, if you're looking to lead up to a king's coronation and he wants to be a part of that, I have a feeling, I don't know, I think it would be interesting, but I would almost feel like it should be later, later in the season at this point. So
0: so my thought would be you need to stick away from the family. At this yes. point, with, that, with the exhaustion that you're talking about, even being a supporter, as I am, I think that there is, if he goes on Saturday Night Live, the best thing to do would be poke fun at yourself that's what works that's what people want to see he's got enough storylines about his life that everyone is super familiar with that all you got to do is poke fun of yourself for the uh, the full you know length of the the episode and i think people would enjoy that don't poke fun at your family your brother your dad none of that
1: well i mean that's the thing too is that is there other thing i mean i like that idea of pointing the finger back at himself and making fun of himself in that way. Because other than that, I'm like, well, his family is his big bit, you know, like that's his big thing that he has. I'd also be interested to see him in a a sketch about American politics, about him being in Congress or House of Representatives. You know, I don't know if Mm -hmm. he can do an American accent, but I would I mean, I would be here for it. Listen, it's, you know, stunt casting at its best.
0: Yep. No, I I think. He could really win back a, a lot of cred doing that, but we'll see if it ever ends up happening. They had uh, the, the article also went on to say that they were still in talks, maybe him doing even some surprise some uh, visits while someone else is hosting. So I hope I hope it I hope it works out though. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I'm just curious how they do stay in the public eye at this point,
1: though. I mean, they'll always be in the public eye, but how do you, what is the right path to go? Because, you know, the Netflix deal is still going on and all of these other deals and Archwell. I'm, I'm just curious how you do that without exhausting people and kind of at a certain point, people turning against you. I think this is a really interesting Interesting people to watch in terms of just pop culture and how spin and all of those things work around it.
0: Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Enough about Number him. Number two. it on. Number two, uh, Peacock officially issuing a statement after that reported uh, scuffle or awkwardness between Brandi Glanville and Caroline Manzo uh, that led to their exit from uh, the... the Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip show that they were filming. You know, there was a lot of talk. I think we talked about on the last Raw rundown about how Brandy allegedly was like trying to kiss Carolyn on the mouth and like stick her tongue down her throat. And so Peacock ended up saying, sorry, you cannot be a part of this girl's trip anymore. And then Caroline Manzo ended up just leaving. Well, their statement they put out says the safety and security of cast and crew while shooting is extremely important. And we take all reports seriously in this situation production immediately launched a comprehensive review and is taking appropriate action. So that's all they said. However, it's gotten a little crazier than that. Page Six has put out another story saying it was not just kissing on the lips, but that Brandy allegedly touched Caroline's quote-unquote vaginal area and her chest um and that is really where things cross the line um i'm assuming all of this is on camera so it's not like brandy could deny it if that is the the case um but i'm sure peacock will uh use this to their advantage once the show goes to air Well, I mean, this brings up a
1: lot of interesting uh, questions I've been talking about a little on the show, too, is that, well, actually, they don't have footage of it. They have audio of it because they went into a bathroom. So this happened Mm -hmm. behind a bathroom locked door. So they have audio of it, which uh, there's, like, somebody on the crew quoted as saying it's disturbing. But listen, this is a really thing, because, like, we encourage this behavior out of our housewives sometimes. And if you watch Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, Brandy did a very similar thing where she was hitting on all the ladies when she was drunk. This is... Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking at like Madonna's playbook, if you're looking at this, this to me would be in Brandy's playbook. You know, she gets inebriated and she starts hitting on everybody around her. And if she sees somebody's uncomfortable with it, she goes even harder on them. Obviously, this is past a point. Uh, that that was not acceptable for anybody involved Uh, also the girls trip they they filmed this in eight days and from what i hear this happened like the day before the last day uh caroline removed herself but like literally the show ended the next day i think the other frustrating part of this is just once again all of these leaks happening this show is not going to be out for more than a year at this point because they haven't even released season three yet and this is season four so we already know what to it's like I feel frustrated of like we we already know what this show is now. We already know what's going on and what to look for and it gives hype to it, but can you can you sub can you have that go for a year, that hype?
0: Well listen, the Kardashians is who you should really be modeling <laughs> your reality shows off of because of the the fact that all everything becomes public. We hear about it, we get interested and a couple months later that episode gets released. And so people are like, oh, I remember what that happened. Now I get to see it. I saw it from the media's perspective and Twitter's perspective, but now I get to see it from the Kardashian perspective. And they've done that for so many years. And that's one of the big reasons that they've been so successful. Um, I think if if people didn't have to wait a year, I I think that would be better. (laughs) I think it would be more timely. People would find out about it.
1: Yes, I, I agree 100%. That's what I, I want. I know Peacock is on a certain schedule of like, okay, we got to finish Real Housewives of Miami before we air season three of Girls Trip. So they're on this schedule, but I think they need to start blowing it out a little bit more um, if these kind of big things are going to happen. I, I just mm-hmm. I, That's just a personal opinion. Do you know when the but, third season of the Kardashians will be on the Hulu? Have, have they announced that yet? I have absolutely no idea. I sir. feel like I it sorry. should be. Because one and two were on the heels of each other pretty much. So I feel
0: like what's going on? We haven't seen a preview for season three yet. No, I, I, I'm not sure. But I do want to go back to what you said about the, the public encourages this. That's what people like about Brandy. And I think you're so right on that where it's like the world keeps telling Brandy like be crazy, be wild, do things that are you know, going to get people to talk about you. And then she does it. And then it's like, oh, now you've crossed the line. Now we're gonna cancel you. Now you're being too crazy. I feel like that is a mixed message that uh, the world does send out to a lot of these reality stars is we wanna see you be crazy as possible, but like, don't be too crazy because then you offend us. And again, this is a bit of a different situation because there's unwanted touching, there's crossing lines there. But that being said, I feel like we do that to a lot of our reality stars.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying Brandy does not have behavioral issues. Like, I mean, we've all I'm not saying that this is not authentic to her and she's doing this as a bit. But I am saying that we do celebrate her and this kind of behavior. And, you know, I I think reality shows we're we're kind of a more sophisticated audience as we keep growing with these things. And I think also we don't want to be lied to. So it's really Mm -hmm. tough, these narrow waters that they have to pass through now of like, even if you looked at Salt Lake City from this past season, Heather Gay had a black eye and she wouldn't tell us where the black eye came from. And it just became this whole thing about them us getting mad at the cast for not telling us the truth. Um, So it's really interesting. Like we want this bad behavior. We want this truth, but at the same time, we also, there are limits and you'll be banished to the uh, other worlds away from Bravo. If you cannot, I don't know. It's a real guessing game on
0: what plays anymore and what works. Yeah. Yep. All right, we've we've got there. We've done it, Ryan. We are down to <laughs> the final story. Number one, Army Hammer finally sharing his side of the story, and a lot of people are saying, "Shut the fuck up! We don't want to hear it." Uh, but Army <laughs> Hammer, this is hilarious. He, so he um, he did his first kind of like sit down interview, and it was with. Airmail. Air what Mail. the hell is Airmail?
1: So Airmail is a digital uh spin-off of Vanity Fair. It's produced by Graydon or uh, edited uh Graydon Carter who does Vanity Fair as well. And so they're really putting a lot of big push on this right now. It's a mm. digital subscription that you can get into. So you're going to see a lot of uh these kind of articles that kind of try to gotcha. grab a little bit of your attention and it's it's Vanity it's the people
0: behind Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Okay, cuz I saw Airmail and I was like He sat down with a no-name publication. I don't understand this at all, but um, he denied any criminal wrongdoing, stating that all of his sexual encounters were consensual. Uh, He did acknowledge that he had emotional abuse and uh, the power dynamics were off in the relationships with women in their 20s. He also revealed he was sexually abused by a youth pastor for nearly a year when he was 13, Uh, which he said his parents were aware of but dismissed Um, and then he went on to say that what that did for me was introduced sexuality into my life in a way that was completely out of my control he said that being sexually abused and feeling powerless as a kid uh, that made his sexual interests be about being in control because being out of control was very dangerous for him and very uncomfortable so uh, but he did deny ever having been sexually violent Um, where the truth lies. I have no idea, uh, but it is interesting to hear him finally speak up about this. You know, I did find it interesting that he kind of just ran away from all of it for a long time. Um, It seems like if you're being accused of all this stuff, you would want to stand up for yourself, but he kind of just peaced out and now maybe is trying to make some kind of comeback, which I I don't see that happening.
1: Well, I, I... I, and I have a little bit of experience with with Army. Um, I, in fact, I was in that documentary "House of Hammer" that Discovery Plus did, yep. and I was in acting. I was in acting class with Army. Um, I was one of uh, a classmate with Army for a couple of years, and. You know, I always thought Army would run for uh, office one day. I thought he was like really, and, and especially with Elizabeth Chambers, uh, his wife, you know, it was like, oh, wow, what a very, you know, this is a very classic couple. Uh, and Army really is one of those most charming people that you can meet. Uh, everything, you know, all the DMs, all of the women that came forward, all of those accounts really are disturbing. Um, and but also, Ryan, like, here's the, the thing
0: when, when I said that I, I don't think this would work for his career, that's in acting. In politics I think this works. I right. think that he could absolutely <laughs> yes. be a politician way, be with this kind <laughs> of <laughs> yes. You're right man. Like but,
1: but see that's what the, this whole thing is that like him coming back. You know he also brought up cancel culture and things like that which I think is, you know, in vogue to bring up when you are uh shamed in some way. I it's like he's not canceled. He's able to continue living. He's not in jail. He's not in any, you know uh, you got big people behind him still. The thing is he it's not He wants to just live his life. He wants to live the life he had. He wants to try to be a movie star still. And listen, this comes on the heels of Army had been kicking around Hollywood for a long time and he never really exploded. I mean, you had the call me by your name resurgence of Army a little bit, but still even the projects he was picking right before this, you know, all happened. You had Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez. You had The Offer, which was a Paramount Plus series that uh, Miles Teller took the role and that didn't really do a lot. There wasn't really none of these projects would have catapulted him into a more famous position than he would have been already. So I don't know. I don't know if it's possible for him to make the comeback that I think he wants to, but Mm -hmm. even more is just sometimes the verbiage in this article, you know, he talked about um, uh, trigger warning about uh, swimming into the ocean and just uh, not wanting to live anymore. And it was framed as a potential suicide attempt, but then the the time frame in which he speaks about it in this article, then another like he uses that as a bit when he was talking to women, like another woman came forward. And was like, oh, well, I mean, a year before he said this happened, he had told me about the swimming into the ocean bit, you know, and when he was still. Yeah. So it's like really weird how you're trying to frame yourself to make a comeback. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like I don't know if anybody really
0: needs he's he's, he's getting a lot of mixed reviews from this some people extending that uh you know sympathy towards him saying that they are also sexual abuse survivors or they've dealt with depression or whatever and then other people like i said that are just like army we don't want to hear it like just keep being quiet so i I don't know i I don't know where this goes and it'll be interesting we
1: have the um uh, i think the memorial service for his father uh, in a couple weeks here um and if you were looked at like you know reabbing your image and stuff like that i would and i know this sounds maybe callous but i wouldn't be surprised if we get some tmz pictures of army morning mm-hmm. or you know i would figure there's like some one two punches when it comes into these things of like i'm ready to tell my story then we get a picture here then we get some you know maybe me with robert downey jr you know i think these things there has to be some sort of plan of attack if you are going to the
0: lengths of doing a sit-down interview of some sort. Yep. Yeah. Crying pictures go a lot of way for sympathy in the public. Well, there it is. That is our top 10 raw rundown for this week. Uh, getting you guys all caught up on all things entertainment news. Uh, guys, if you have not checked out ryan's podcast so bad it's good with ryan bailey highly highly recommend it i mean clearly you can see just his personality from what we were talking about today he is an expert when it comes to pop culture loves it all just like adam and i do um and you know he does a deep dive give them your little like rundown of how you would tell people about what your podcast is about well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a celebration of all the pop culture we love to
1: hate, really. But at the same time, it's really d- steeped in deep fandom of me being a little kid and loving pop culture since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we do Housewives. We do pop culture. Like I did a whole section on the Grammys. You know, it, it, it's really steeped in Bravo, a lot of it. But we'll we'll go everywhere. We'll do pop culture stories every day. It's five days a week. It's a lot of personal stories too. Uh, my mom and dad are on a lot. Uh, it's, it's silly. It has a very silly, fun, playful sense of humor. Uh, and we'll do straight up recaps of uh, housewife shows. I'm going to release a Vanderpump rules season premiere one tomorrow. Uh, we do summer house. So if you're a Bravo Stan, you know, come on over. And then the so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Instagram account is just me making uh really silly memes. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, come find me over there too. But yeah, this is just stuff like, like this, this to me is like the dream guest appearance because I talk about this stuff to myself, you know, like I don't even yep. need a mic. Like this is the stuff before <laughs> podcasts even existed that I was having, and I was made fun of because I didn't have friends to go play ball with like uh, Dax does. So uh, I, I would, I would be the kid running out to get a hard copy of Us Weekly before the internet. And I would just watch Entertainment Tonight and Extra, anything I could get my hands on behind the scenes stuff. So this is, I mean, this is just really living a dream right now of being able to talk about this stuff on the daily. um, And there's just so much to talk about, as you guys know.
0: Well, and Ryan, to be clear, I had to make my friends because the boys I was hanging out with was my son. Um, So I had to I had to create friends to to really be okay. Well, you'll have
1: to explain. You'll have to explain to me later how you create somebody. I don't I'm not aware of any of that kind of stuff. (laughs) uh so
0: yeah go follow his ig it's literally so bad it's good with ryan bailey the whole thing without spaces um and then your personal brevity is
1: not my thing brevity is not my thing uh (laughs) it's at ryan bailey 25 but i don't i don't ryan bailey 25 but i don't really post on there anymore i put everything on this so bad it's good and uh yeah hopefully and like you guys will be coming on mine soon hopefully so we can continue the bromance
0: over there as well I love it. You were awesome today. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really glad we had a lot of uh, our co-listeners reaching out just saying, guys, you got you to gotta team up with Ryan. He's awesome. He's so much fun. Uh, do something together. I don't know what it is, but do something together. So uh, having Adam out this week, uh, hanging out with Rihanna, uh, gave us the opportunity to come together and bring our powers and combine them. I love it. It's like so do something, something
1: together. Like what are we going to do besides a podcast? Are we going to do a song? <laughs> what are we going like, to do something together? Hey, listen, like, Let's go listen, volunteer something somewhere or something <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome I love it well thank yeah. you guys for listening make sure you head on over um, to our social media you can find us at Hollywood raw you can find me at Dax Holt. you can find Adam at Adam Glenn uh, we've got our private Facebook group called off the record where you know Adam and I go in there and we tell you guys all the fun dirt um, from things that we've seen on the street we talk about all the stories so if you just love pop culture make sure you come join us there and uh we've got the youtube page if you want to see the video version of this um and the last thing we always ask for is if you could stop by leave us a review on the our itunes page helps out big time and i'll try to read as many as i can at the top of the show uh before we get going give you guys a little shout outs for taking the time to do that for us until next time thank you ryan uh and i'm dax and i'll see you guys next time bye thanks guys a Media
1: Production.